Hey, fateys! You're you, I'm me, you're listening to The Fate of Ison, I'm talking to you about it, and this is Chapter 2, Episode 9. Thanks for being here, and thanks for recommending us to your work friend, Carol. We've got another awesome review on iTunes this week. Keep those coming, y'all. Did I just say y'all? Who am I anymore? Anyway, J.D. Holtgren from Australia says Fate of Ison is an enjoyable, light-hearted ride through a high-fantasy world that doesn't take itself too seriously. The cast genuinely enjoy themselves and have a good time with the game and it really shows in their chemistry and witty interactions. You can't help but laugh along. A great listen. Well, thank you so much, J.D. Holtgren. That review gives me a whole bouquet of sweet, sweet good feels. And also thank you so much to our incredible Patreon supporters, Alex White-Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, and Laura Christine Goodwin. The resistance is yours to command. Okay, folks, what happened last time? This. On the outer edge of the Great Brugian Wood, the Apple Squadeth met a travelling wizard called Fadan, who was heading south to the town of Kerim. Fadan, fascinated by Banfor's connection to the God of Death, decided to join the group. They got high, got stupid, and got musical before heading into the deep, dark forest. And I needed some serious music. That's how we. Okay, so I picked up for done, got high on some bloodweed, walked into a forest, and spoke to some furbits. <laughs> spoke- also, I'm spelling your name in my mind F E D A H N. Because otherwise, I feel like it's fitted. And that guy seems like a douche. Yeah, Fedden seems like, you know, he'd be like a tall, chiseled white guy who's a member of the country club. Okay. Hi, my name's Fedden. What did I cast already? I play... You probably should know that. Yeah. A joust, like, on and off. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you know me. My father, he owns pretty much everything. He probably owns you. <laughs> I hate, I hate paper sheets. It doesn't tell me how many... <laughs> it doesn't tell me how many... Oh, there it is. Okay. Yes, it does. You're just bad at reading. I just hate... Hey, listeners! Fade of ice and time for you! It's episode 9 of chapter 2. It's a... Oh, first of all... Rip, 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 Here we are. Rip, rip, rip. We are, once again, not joined by Josh Kingsford, a.k.a. Triffle Spoon, but we are, once again, joined by our good friend, uh, Mr. Alex White Robinson, a.k.a. Fadan, the weird, mysterious wizard who's interested in death stuff. I still don't trust him. Uh, I vote that we name Josh Kingsford Judas Kingsford, um, because of his absence. To be fair, he has a job. Yeah, but I have four jobs. Well, I have, yeah, a couple too. Yeah, I was literally at my job, and the only reason I was here on a show I forgot about was because I got off early. And then I was at a car park picking up fucking booze because I was going to get shit hammered tonight. And Brad was like, we're ready in 10. And I was like, I'll be there soon. (laughs) Drove home, still getting shit hammered, but now it's here. (laughs) Sorry to ruin your evening with uh, throwing you into a fantasy world in which you get hammered. Look, all I'm saying is the stars have aligned. <laughs> I wrote um, the right character. That's a, all I'm saying. As a very brief recap, 
Uh, you continued your journey uh, eastward towards uh, the city of Stonemore in the Kingdom of Bruss. Uh, you had a few relatively uneventful days of travel, and then you, at a crossroads you met a uh, young strange wizard called Fadan. Uh, you became his friend. You guys... Uh, what was my friend? Oh, you became his acquaintance, and yeah. he decided to join you. And also now we know he's a wizard. You find... Well, he's already shown you that he can light joints with his magical hands. And he yeah, can but I might have been high already. And he can alter his appearance using spells. Um, and uh, you got very stoned, and Marley mind-controlled you to make you do a conga line. Hilarity ensued. Uh, you came to your senses eventually, wandered into a deep, dark forest, and saw some furbirds who were hanging around some very, very uh, shredded-up, maimed corpses of some Arkvale soldiers. And Marley briefly talked to them, and then you heard a loud screeching, screaming sound, which you ascertain might be, uh, belong to a troll that these furbirds warned you could be in the area. Therefore, uh, his smile reaching manic proportions... Um, you see him start, not hyperventilating, but breathing like somebody about to do a hundred meter dash or enter a ring or something. You can see that he's hyping himself up to something. And he, he looks left and right at his compadres and then takes off at a meaningful jog towards the source of the screaming. Okay, um, roll a perception check. So you armed yourself with your shield, so you said I love pancakes, and it sort of came to life in front of you, so you are now shielded, your AC is Correct. raised. Yep. So, what's it? Uh, my perception is... Nine. Uh, okay, yeah, you didn't really get a good feel for where the sound came from, except that it was further down the road. So, uh, at a cautious run, but obviously gleeful, um, Banffor starts heading down the road. Before, before he does that... I, I reach out and tag him briefly and uh, cast, um, what is it called? Is it Bardic Inspiration? Yeah. Oh, I don't have protection for that one. No. Yeah. I do that. Which means I get to re-roll, I get to double roll any... Uh, I go. You get to add a d6. I go. I go. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. That's what I do. And Ben looks at you and says, it's the final cut down. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. Of <laughs> he fucking does. Trissel Spoon giggles. Before um, following Banfall down the road um, and staying out of the way of the Furbirds as best we can, but I'm going to take a quick look at these corpses and uh, try to figure out what happened to them. Okay, so yeah, the, the Furbirds the scattered to the south um, immediately upon hearing the scream, uh, or the screeching, screaming sound, uh, and yeah, roll investigation, yep. So you're trying to. Find out information from the bodies. Mm-hmm. Smart, that's smart. You're smart. And that is, um. Oh, I hopefully get a massive uh, bonus on this. Uh, this is a. 17. Okay. Um, you can tell that these bodies have been ripped apart by uh, claws. Uh, you, you see a few telltale signs of like gouges and flesh. Uh, even the dirt beneath them is sort of being like raked by claws. Um, and also the blood is, some of the blood is still wet so this has happened quite recently so it was a within, within the last hour or so okay cool um, he's going to grab a little blood since there's still some fresh blood there and then <laughs> after Banffor 
Grab it, how? How do you collect this blood? Um, Just like scoop up the wet I'm going to scoop dirt. up some wet bloody dirt and shove it into one of my pouches. And then eat it, and then transform into a dragon. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mary suing this character. Isn't that Mary suing? Um, cool. Explain the purpose to me immediately. Um, a Mary Sue is like uh, a perfectly unstoppable main like protagonist. Um, What's the reference? The writer inserts themselves into uh, a fan fiction or something similar, um, but they're they're the the person that Captain Picard really wanted to marry. Oh, okay. What's the basis of Mary Sue as a name? I believe there was some famous fan fiction where the character was literally called Mary Sue. Interesting. Fantastic. It's just just a a well-known literary trope. Um, Not that well-known. Okay. By those those who are cultured enough to... (laughs) I am drinking red wine, Bradley. (laughs) I I ate some some fabulous raspberry twists. I know culture. (laughs) Don't call them that, Brad. (laughs) They are fabulous. You can stop losing your mind over there. <clears throat> I had a couple of fabulous raspberry twists, but they never called me that. <laughs> um, okay, so you collect the dirt. The spur birds have scattered. Banfor is headed deeper into the forest down the road. Um, you hear the screeching scream again. Um, everyone, roll perception. Fifteen. Fifteen. Me too. Okay, uh, Marley, Fadan, and Trestlespoon all heard it well enough, and like heard the way the echo bounced. Um, that it, it came from uh, where Banfor had run down the road, and also a little bit to the north of the road. Banfor's so, like, currently running around like a dog that you've told, like, "Where's the possum? Where is it? Go yeah. find it. Where is, he? where is he?" But he doesn't know where it is. But he's excited. The idea of finding the possum is... Yeah, like, I'm obviously looking for the possum, but I don't know where it is, but I know that you want me to find it. Okay, um, Banfor, leaping out of the tree line, um, comes a, uh, like, just like a green, a tall, lanky green blur that slashes at you with some claws. For a 21... And a 14. Is that AC and damage or what? That's the AC for two attacks, for two slashes of claws. So one hit for misses. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you take 11 slashing damage um, on the, the, sl- the one that didn't hit your shield. So it's sort of like, uh, when you're over the rim of your shield and like slashed at your neck, as this thing sort of uh, like leapt past your field of vision and then like landed in like a roll on the other side. Where, whereabouts does the hit land in my uh, body? It hits straight on your neck. Uh, so the hit uh, hits my neck. Yeah. Uh, Banfor touches it, looks at it, licks it, says, fuck yeah, and enters a rage and charges. Okay, uh, you'll need to roll the initiative. And yeah, standing in front of you is like an eight foot tall, lanky. 17. Tall. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, everyone else who wants to be involved in this at all, at a, even at a distance? Oh, that's the rest of you are at least 50 feet away from this. I have a nine on my initiative. Six. Okay. Okay, Trissel. Ban for. I'm having that strawberry. Troll. <laughs> They're not even my strawberries. I'm stealing them right now. Marley. Trissel Spoon is up first. At a, at a distance, he runs a little bit closer as he whips out both of his scorpion tails. And then he says, um, mutters under his breath, Trissel Spoon. And then. There it is! <laughs> oh no. Um. He shoots out two whip, like long straight whips of these scorpion tails. One, um, uh, it strikes the air right next to the troll's head, making it sort of dodge out the way a little bit. And the next um, one hits uh, Banfor in the uh, next past his ear because I rolled because he rolled in that one. For five slashing damage. Uh, and then the, <laughs> the blade retracts, swish past your ear, you hear this whoosh as it like zips back past you. And Teresa goes, sorry! <laughs> okay. And now it's Banfor. Uh, Banfor, as a free action, casts a dirty but loving look at uh, Trestle Spoon. You little fuck! <laughs> um, and lets out something between a growl, a bark, and a laugh. <laughs> Try and do that for it. Sort of like a. <laughs> oh, that, that will haunt my nightmares. I know. And uh, swings in at the beast with uh, all three of his attacks while in a rage. And I will be utilizing luck points when I need to. Nice. Yeah, so just. So um, I am going. Pardon me? Just so you know what this thing looks like. Uh, it's about eight foot tall, so it's a little bit taller than you, Ben. Uh, yeah. Very skinny and lanky. It's got really, really long arms, like almost the entire length of its body, with these like long, uh, jagged claws for fingers, and uh, it's got uh, like mottled green skin and like very sharp goblin-y type teeth. Fantastic. So uh, these are my three. Is there a difference in stat between the sword and axe part? Uh, yes. Um, the the yeah, sword is the, the sword is two d six. Alright, yeah, yeah. so I will go uh, two sword, one axe. Okay. So you can flip it around from how you normally do it. I know, because it's not the thing you said last time. Yeah. Uh, so I've got, oh my god. Um, I'm gonna, so I've got a. You remember, you've uh, got a bardic inspiration you can use as well. Add, add a d6 roll if yeah. you have to. Okay, so I've got a definite hit on a 25. Um, That's a miss. I've got, what? I'm kidding. <laughs> the look on your face. Woo! <laughs> I was like, we're going to die. Um, I rolled a, a 47 to miss. <laughs> um, a, a 13. That's a miss. Uh, plus my Bardic Inspiration, which is a 3, bring up to a 16. Technically, you're not allowed to roll once you already know the result, but I'll allow it. Is that a hit? Yes, that's a hit. Okay, and I'm going to... Um, actually, no, I don't have to. I thought it was a 5, it's 15. So, um, 15 plus 6, so that's 21. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, two times two d six. Yep. Plus three each, so that's four d six plus six. Uh, correct, but uh, yeah, yeah, because we just total it all up. Yep. Yeah, so four d six plus six and one d twelve plus three. You're a fucking beast. 
Yeah, I know, right? Oh man, my math is so fucking terrible. I'm so terrified of every part of D&D &D that makes you do math. Oh, sorry. Dropping shit like it's crazy. Uh, so, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10, 16, 7, 10, 26 damage. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, so you um, hold up your uh, axe sword and do this like um, kayaking maneuver of like sword slash one way, axe slash another way, sword. I'd like to say that I bring my sword up to, and I figured this out. I thought about the, about the, uh, what should I call it? The ergonomics of it. So bring up the sword above my head, stab down twice, okay. using the full length of the sword like a downward facing spear, essentially. Nice. And then once the second blow lands, whip around in, a, in an axe strike. That is very fucking cool. So, so those two swords, um, they go straight into his uh, the troll's unarmored chest. Just these two deep, like, um, pierces, just like, wow. I was aiming for the clavicle. Okay, so like, yeah, so sort of like chest area near the neck. Mm. It's like you've been skewered, you've been skewered, and then this big slash that goes across its uh, left arm. Nice. And it just like it lets out this shrieking howl, this <laughs> and it clutches with its other arm uh, at the wound you just left in its shoulder, and it um, sort of does this like shaking it off sort of thing, like and lunges at you um, for a bite on the neck, which hits with a twenty-one, a claw which misses. And another claw, which misses. So it manages to bite you. Where do you think it managed to bite you? Uh, probably... Okay, so I have spiked armor, which has pauldrons. So my exposed parts are the throat, uh, the upper groin, like between the groin and the belly, and like the thigh, because I don't actually have thigh armor. Okay. I'd so whatever, yeah, I'd, I'd say it, so it missed with its two claws, like did these slashes, uh, and it would have leaned down quite far uh, with the slashing motion and managed to um, bite down on a chunk of flesh on your groin. Nice. Um, for 10 piercing damage. 10, Jesus Christ. You're um, halving this though, because you're now raging. That's true. Uh, now it's for dumb. At a distance of about 50 feet. Watching this all go down. Okay. Um, for dumb is going to move a bit closer to Banfor, um, because he's finally seeing this axe, sword, death god weapon in motion. Yep. Um, until he's about 30 feet away from the only creature that he can see, and Banfor. Uh, um, and Trestlespoon is near as well. Okay, cool. Um, and he is going to cast Blindness on the what he thinks is probably a forest troll of some kind. Okay, um, actually, everyone roll a nature check. A nature check. This is a humanoid. Uh, a troll is... Yeah, it's arguably humanoid. Yeah, it's a humanoid. Does that mean I get... Uh, eight, so not useful. Eleven. Is it as... Trusted Spoon's eleven as well. Is... Is it an intelligence-based check? Uh, nature, yeah. Yep, so I get advantage on it because it's humanoids are my favourite en enemy. Okay. Apparently. I've just been reading. I like read shit. Look at me read. Uh, so that was a 15 plus 1, 16. Okay, uh, yes, you know for sure that this is a troll. 
This is definitely the troll that the uh, furbirds were talking about. Cool. And you know that they have a very keen sense of smell. Um, they cannot speak common, or, or in general they can't speak common. Okay. Um, they are technic- um, oh, and that they have sort of like a regenerative healing power. Okay. So knowing that they technically can't speak common, but who knows, I just quickly message Fadan. Being that he's the only one, probably, who's not going to question my message appearing in his head. Um, Seeing as how shit that went last time I tried to do that with me before. Message him all of that information. And then I message it to Trestle Spoon, but I don't know what happens with that, obviously. Trestle gives you a nod. Like, thanks yeah. for the info. Yeah, I'm just trying to pass on anything that might be helpful. Yeah. You know? Uh, Dan's a little startled because he didn't realize that anyone was going to psychically transmit things. Yeah. Uh, yeah so your blindness, um, so it needs to roll a save. It needs to make a constitution saving throw um, against what I assume is my spell attack? Uh, against, it'll be against your spell save DC. Ah, here it is, yep. Okay, so it needs to make a constitution saving throw with a DC of 14. It rolled a 9. It is blinded. Okay. Which gives cool. it nice. disadvantage. Um, it is blinded for the duration. Um, with the duration is one minute. Um, at the end of each of its turns, it can make a constitution saving throw. On a success, the spell ends. Okay. Um, so it has the blinded condition, which does something. Uh, blinded, I think it's disadvantage, and everyone, or everyone else has advantage against it. Um, it sounds right, but I don't know enough to comment. Yep, no, let me just double check. 5e, blinded. God, I hate not having my DD beyond it. Uh, it moves at half its speed. Creatures have advantage against it, and it has disadvantage. So <laughs> it just became much less formidable than it would have been. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so all of you notice it sort of clutch at its eyes, very confused all of a sudden. And now Amali. Can I just that really From a... Um, oh, yeah. oh, he's gonna, um, Fadan's going to put his hand out. There's going to be a, a weak white light around his hand, hmm. and then a darkness around his hand. And as he clenches his hand, that da- that darkness is going to appear around the eyes of the creature that's taking Banfall. Cool as fuck. Sweet. Um, from a from a like just a purely game plan administrative um, thing. What does blindness affect? Is it chance to hit? Um, it it means so it it is worse at hitting shit, and it is worse at dodging attacks. So it, so is there a is there a numerical deficit to its no, hit um, roll and? No, as I said, it's a it's a advantage disadvantage thing. You everyone oh. now has an advantage against it, and it now has disadvantage against you. Okay. So both we have advantage to hit, and it has advantage to save. Uh, no, it, well, it has disadvantage to hit you. Nice. Okay, don't worry. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. That's a fucking awesome spell when you think about what yeah. you can shit. Yeah. Um, um, in, yeah. In a multiple enemy scenario, it's useful. In a single enemy scenario, it's destructive. If I cast that at third level, I can do additional creatures. Cool. Fuck yeah. Okay, because 12 more trolls. Uh, no. <laughs> um, um, you're doing grinding. too well. Have some Level more. grinding. Um, cool. So Molly goes, oh yeah, we'll check this out. She's trying to be like impressive. Um, you know magic? I know magic too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and she kind of reaches out her her arms and she waves and she goes madness and <laughs> <laughs> and boogity, boogity, boogity. <laughs> the troll needs to make a wisdom save thank you fucking hell 
does a 15. No, it doesn't. It fails its wisdom save. Excellent. So what happens now is because it's blind, I've just cast Crown of Madness, and I can make it attack another of like another target but because it's blind I'm going to point it towards a tree and tell it that the tree is another target and it won't know any different because it's blind right so you can make it you can choose its target I can choose its target okay yep so I go I basically go madness and I make it think and and turn around and swing and attack the tree we were told that we were in dense forest meaning that we can assume there are nearby trees exactly yeah you're on the road in a very dense forest so yes there are trees there are lots of trees yeah so it's basically charmed by me and it must use its action each turn to make a melee attack against the target that I've chosen (laughs) this is amazing it can't target itself so you know the troll has to make two saves to exit both blindness and charm Yeah. yeah um I must use I must use my action every turn to maintain it or it fails um, and you can have another wisdom save at the end of each of your turn. And if you yeah. wisdom save, you can end wow. the spell. So it's, it does uh, this like weird roar of confusion and sort of turns in a direction that to everyone else looks very strange. Why is it turning towards the tree line? What is... What yeah. is it like? Does it see something? No, they're trying to run away. Yeah, what is yeah. happening? And I can do that at 120 foot, but I'm still going to run forward my yeah. 30 feet okay. anyway, so I'm within 20 feet of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah Trestle Spoon, um, uh, he runs um, up a nearby tree, just runs straight up the trunk. Um, Trestle Spoon? Yep, Trestle Spoon. Trestle Spoon. With his, you know, blue boots lighting up as he does, and from the tree, you don't see him anymore, but coming out of, like, the brush of this tree, you see a single um, uh, scorpion tail just shoot outward, with advantage. And it hits this troll on the cheek. It just like slices past its face. Nice. Some amount of damage. So my question is okay, so I forgot I haven't done this, but I'm fine to make it not be a thing until now. So I get plus two melee damage with strength weapons, right? When raging, yep. When raging. I'm in a rage currently. Yep. So the three hits I have, does each one have plus two? Yes. So that was technically plus six on my last one. Two. Because I didn't factor that. Because that was three hits that did damage. Yep. So that was plus six. Uh, correct. Not. I'm happy for it not to be included because I didn't remember it. Yeah. Well, it's your turn so, now. Yeah, so I'm just, just, just checking for my current turn. So Trestle Spoon's got his guerrilla warfare going on now. Oh yeah, like he is the trees. You haven't seen Spritey since this happened. Um, I haven't thought about Spritey since this happened because <laughs> I am harder than the Dickens. <laughs> I'm having the best time ever. Uh, Banffor's face is this corpse smile, this rictus somewhere between a grimace and a grin, and it's just seal on his face. His eyes are wide and searching, but his entire body is set like a like a dog after a chicken. Like it, he's a predator in this moment, and it's and it's it just seems like he's more natural than he's ever been. I'm gonna roll three die: two for the sword, one for the axe. Oh wow, that's terrible. Okay, um, so. Uh, two of these die I'm going to use um, 
light points on. Okay. One of them that I don't need to use a light point on is a 21. Yep. After after thing. And then the two that I'm going to use light points on, I'm not even going to, I'm going to use the same die because it was a four, it was a five and a one. So. Sorry, I dropped um, oh, oh, um, remember so rem- Sorry, remember you've got advantage because it's blind. Mm. So I get to re-roll, then re-roll? Uh, you get to re-roll okay. anyway. Before so you- um, the re-roll for one of them came to a 14, uh, plus six, so 20. Okay. And then I'll use one luck point on the third die to re-roll it essentially and come up with an 18 plus six. Nice. Yep. So, so you've got three hits? That's three hits. So that's uh, 46 plus six, essentially, um, and 1d12 plus three, and then plus six overall. You're such a beast! Yeah, I know, when I figure out math, I'm a real fucking poor thing. Bad, bad will need a calculator. Ah, uh, dude. Um, so, okay, so... 5... So 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, plus 6, 20, uh, and then 3, plus 6, 9, so 29, plus 2 per roll. So plus six, so... 35. 35 damage. <laughs> nice. That's a freaking chunk. Cool. Wow. You are <clears throat> absolute beast. So I need to find some blood uh, raises his mouth to the sky and cackles with a, with a blood-soaked grin. Um, so, uh, yeah, you do your three attacks. Do you want to describe them or just be like, yeah, three attacks? Uh, Bamfor, um... Raises his sword axe and again plunges it down from the right uh, into the clavicle, from the left into the liver, switches studs over the head and brings it down in a axe chopping motion into the top of the skull. Right, nice. So yeah, you you don't quite hit the middle of the skull, you hit the side and you actually like slice a big chunk of flesh off the side of its head. Sexy. <clears throat> Um, and yeah, it, it just screams again, it looks around in confusion because obviously it didn't see who did that. Uh, and then it turns towards, it, it, it runs towards a tree. <laughs> and Marley's standing there with a grin on her face and looking at Vanan and just going like... Mm-hmm. And it attacks this tree with disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even good at attacking its fake target. <laughs> but trees How does grapple work? That's an action. It's right? a contested strength check. Mm. And yes, it's a I can't do it as the bonus. It, no, it's a full action. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Even with disadvantage, it manages to slash this tree completely to shreds. The trunk gets like torn uh, by its claws and it falls into two halves. And then it's going to roll first a con save, which is a 21. Uh, yeah, I think so that, uh, that's against spell save. So it sort of goes, and yes. it can see again. And wisdom save is a 13, so that fails. Yeah. It is still it's going still, to attack this tree. It, but it knows that it's jammed, and I'm yeah. still making it attack it the tree. It looks at its target, which is now two half trees. <laughs> <laughs> One free half. I, and if it looks at me, I'm like, ah, you choose. <laughs> One now, of those. Now Fadan. Um, seeing the amount of damage it managed to do to that tree, <laughs> yeah. and thinking about the amount of damage that it could do to someone wearing, like, a traveler's robe as armor, <laughs> is going to back off um, <coughs> by, I guess he was about 30 feet away, so yeah. another 20 feet, so he was about 50 feet away. 
And then he's going to turn around. So he's turned around, put his back to the troll, because he doesn't do a lot of combat. Run away. <laughs> turn around <laughs> again. And just leave. <laughs> and um, gesticulate with his staff. Um, and a small blue beam, um, which is a ray of frost, is going to shoot towards, hopefully, the troll after his... So, diving around, turning around again, and attempting to cast a spell all in six seconds. Um, and I'm going to make a range. It's still spell a long attack. time when you think about it. Yeah, you can do a lot in six seconds. Hmm. Ask my wife. Yeah, <laughs> Brad had two kids inside six seconds. Obvious sex <laughs> jokes, they are fun because they're easy. <laughs> it's about premature ejaculation. We take our masculinity and make it a joke. Well, some of us already have a joke of masculinity, so I can't cast <laughs> 15. Uh, 15 is a hit. Is that a sexist joke? Are you trying to say that I'm not masculine? Oh, you're no, more, you're more masculine than me. That's a low bar. But <laughs> yeah, but Brad, so is your average, like, sea cucumber. Can you pass me the raspberry twists, please? <laughs> <laughs> you get that fabulous thing in my mouth. I can't do brown without. <laughs> I can't believe I brown whipped cream for these strawberries. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't bring whipped cream for these strawberries. I also can't believe you bought strawberries, though. So, like, can um, we have them back? <laughs> it's obviously a signal. Come on. This is clearly a bribe, right? <laughs> Let's see what Fadan does. Um, his he does a 1d8 of cold damage, um, on which he rolled a 1. Okay, so that's <laughs> just one cold damage. And um, the troll speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. Okay, cool. So uh, this blue beam shot out of your staff. Um, <laughs> insert your own innuendo here um, and it struck the troll on its stomach and just this little white this like white blue spot of frost appeared and then just sort of melted with its own body heat it got a herpes sore Saddam's <laughs> gonna not look at Mali and pretend <laughs> that that was supposed to happen uh, I did internal damage <laughs> I will lose this for you. Um, Marley. Marley sniggers uh, and, and goes, madness some more because I have to maintain my oh. spell, otherwise okay. it fails. Um, so that's a bonus action to maintain it? Oh, I think it says it says I have to use my action because it's called right, yeah. spell. Okay. So it says you must use your action. Okay, cool. So I think that's my main action. Yeah. Um, but as a bonus action... Can I do my mantle of inspiration to uh, Ban 4? I spend a bardic inspiration to grant temporary HP. So I grant him 8 temporary HP and he can immediately use reaction to move up to his speed without provoking opportunity attacks. Okay. Uh, I will use that uh, inspiration to move up directly behind the troll. So this is as a reaction, not on your turn. Yeah, it happens yeah. as a reaction. Yeah. So, so, it, yeah, so you can, yeah, so you immediately do that. You just come right up on the troll's back. I will come on this troll's back. I knew you'd jump on that. <laughs> I know that you would jump on me if you had a chance. Um, okay, and now <laughs> trestle spoons. Um, so you see from the trees. Uh, two scorpion tails just shoot out from some unknown source. Uh, one is a natural one, so we'll deal with that in a minute. And the other one is just... <laughs> and the other one is just... Close to the target. Uh, yes, um, 
one of them uh, is banned for once again, who is now quite, who is now standing right behind the troll. And the why would he shoot at it? Right behind it. Uh, you take nine. I can hit faster. You take nine slashing damage. So effectively oh, undoing the temporary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take away the temporary HP that Marley just gave you. Uh, it's just like, <laughs> his, his, his dagger slices your thigh as it sort of zips past and then back. Maybe so I'm a time traveler and I knew that was going to happen. My good god. Your song is Tressa Spoon's about to hurt you, so here you go. <laughs> Couldn't have written it better myself. It's another pre recorded Hey Dead moment. Actually, that's an episode title Tressa Spoon's gonna hurt you. <laughs> and you don't even know. But she has twice in this fight. <laughs> I like that you're playing but him too. The only it's time like that Brad being... has played him, he has Judas us. Yeah, yeah, it's like we're being attacked by another uh, monster. Be by the DM. If he just left you like he did with the crocodile. Well, and then and then Trizzlespoon kills himself. <laughs> um, so it's now Banfall's turn. Uh, Banfall, uh, at Sorry. the back, from the back of this beast, uh, which would that... give me advantage even though Is it the beast with two backs now then? It is the beast with two backs, based on the way I'm attacking it. I spread its legs wide <laughs> apart and push it down from the neck. Holding a, a lock of its hair in my full fist, forcing its face down. So this is a grapple? Oh no, it's just being filthy dirty. <laughs> um, no, Bamboo will continue with his uh, currently classic set of attacks of uh, two sword one axe at the exposed back of this PC. Uh, so your shield is just hovering near you at this point, but clearly out of your way. At this point, it's a sunshade. <laughs> it's like a parasol. Yeah, it's a parasol. Um, okie dokie. Oh man, I don't even need a luck point. Jesus, that's a nat 20, a 19, and a 15 plus 6 to all. Well, fuck this troll in the dick. <laughs> I know, right? I dick fuck this troll real hard. Um, so that nat 20, you get to roll the damage die twice, so you're rolling four times right now. Hold up, uh, that nat 20 was on the black die, so that was... X? No, that was sword, because it was two sword, one X. Two black, one white. This troll is... It, it did not deserve this. <laughs> okay, so that's an extra 2d6. Plus three to all, plus six total. Okay, so, uh, five... Eight... Uh, 10, 13, uh, 17, 18, uh, 22, very low rolls. And then uh, 22 plus 3, 25, 28, uh, uh, plus 3. Oh, it's only, it's only uh, 31. Okay. Oh, it's not quite as high as last time when it was 35. It's only 31. Um, it's only Yep, so, uh, yeah, so you pummel the shit out of this thing with your weapon, uh, and you've opened up multiple gashes. It's hanging together by just sinew and threads in its body, and it's still facing this tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on, uh, maths, yep. Um, and it's going to, it, it gives us like shake, like trying to shake off the damage you just did, and then it uh, swipes um, at this tree stump with two claws. Um, 
One is easily a hit on a tree, and the other one is a two, which I'll say misses the tree. Um, it makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, I've had so much fun. Uh, it does 14 damage to this tree. It obliterates this tree. There is no more tree. It just does this big swipe. There, just it? Like, it turns it into flying bark. Okay, cool. So if the target doesn't exist, it acts as normal, but it hasn't beaten my charm, so yeah, I can so still... Now it's going to wisdom save. Yeah. Which is a team that fails its wisdom yeah. save. So, it's still charmed. So it's still, it's still charmed, <laughs> and essentially I can send it to another target. Yeah. But it acts as it normally would in the face of not having a target. Okay, so now yeah, it's like come to its senses for now. Yes. Um, for done. Okay, um, seeing that this troll is now in very poor shape, um, Fidan is going to put his staff, sort of just put it into the ground, lean it up against himself, um, and he's going to hold out one hand as if he was holding something heavy. He's going to swing the hand back and forth, and the sound of a bell is going to start tolling out. Is this toll the dead? Yes. Oh my god. Um, Sick. The creature... Um, the creature is surrounded with the sound of this bell, and then it makes a wisdom saving throw. Because it's real good at those. Yeah. Yeah. Good targeting. 13, it misses. Oh, it fails its save. So it does. I was going to say, I was going to laugh so hard if you got like a net 20. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you and your bell. I'm just going to say, bring a bell to a troll fight. <laughs> bell to a troll fight is also a great title yeah. of the episode. That's the one, bell to a troll fight. It's going to take 10 damage. Takes 10, what, psychic damage? Uh, 10... Necrotic. Okay. Oh no, hang on, sorry. Um, the target is missing some of its hit points. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not a full HP. It's, it's fucked. I'm supposed to be using a D12 then. Oh. Is that a reroll with disadvantage now? Or? He's, he's just rolling damage. Um, which is a 6 and a 12. It is going to take 18 damage instead. Woo! So, um, this, describe the way that this kills the troll. Yeah! God damn it! Um, the troll, um, while while it is covered in green and also presumably a fair bit of red, assuming it's uh, yeah, its skin is green. Its its blood is like a it's a very dark red, almost mm-hmm. black. Okay, um, the the blood that is covering it and oozing out of all of its wounds is going to from its feet up to its head change to a jet black. Its eyes are going to fill with that same darkness. It is going to curl in on itself. And fall to the ground dead. Nice. So it's sort of yeah. So it withers visibly, and it just clumps to the floor. This dead, barely even a thing anymore, husk. And in that in that exact moment, Banfor, you feel the um, axe sword in your hand get very very hot, like something's just been pulled out of the stove, uh, out of the oven, just for a second, and then it cools right down to normal. Uh, at the feeling of the excess heat, Banfall grips it harder and twists his hand to bed. Yep. Um, you take uh, six fire damage in your hands. Uh, hard, because um, I'm still raging. Uh, you're still raging. And then, yeah, it, it cools down to normal. Uh, Banfall, because I'm next in the uh, uh, initiative order. Uh, well, combat's done. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, Banfall... Puffing and puffing, burned, cut, is is visibly relieved at the death of the beast, 
but also disappointed that he didn't hit the the final blow. Can I just point out, Trestlespoon damaged you more than the troll did? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Trestlespoon and I will have our own conversation you hear about him? what happened. You hear him yell from the trees, Is it dead yet? Uh, Fan4 shoots a look at the trees and says, we'll talk about it later. And then Spritey zips in um, and does like, like this fake like punching at the air as if he's been here the whole time. He goes, come out, Trestlespoon, you're coward, we've beaten it. Fan4 uh, um, makes a beeline uh, for Fadan and takes him by the shirt collar and pulls him in real close and says, what the fuck was that? Fadan is going to... You know, still still breathing a bit heavily because he was scared of the troll. Um, breathe slightly more heavily because he's also scared of Banfor. Um, <laughs> and say, when when it's that close to death anyway, death is kind of part of it. So I just made death more of a reality. Banfor holds him closer and his fetid breath washes over him and, and he says, if you want to fucking kill it, kill it. If not, say the fuck out. Fidan's going to sort of sag a bit with disappointment because he was mostly trying to impress and or hang around Banfor because of his cool axe sword. Um... <laughs> So it's like he's, he's, he was trying to like live away. up to the expectations of this person he found really interesting. Now he's kind of like sort of sagging and sort of being really sorry. Therefore, walking away, circles the small clearing, flicking out his hands, and obviously is is is, is, is working through the adrenaline rush, getting rid of his rage, and he's muttering to himself, "That was my fucking kill. That was my kill. My kill." And he's circling around. He won't even look at the corpse of the troll. He's just circling round and round and round, flicking out his fingers and just obviously pent up and furious and then disappears in the woods. Uh, and you hear the sounds of chopping, swearing, <laughs> chopping and swearing. And later on, he comes back. So Trestle Spoon in the meantime walked down his tree trunk and rejoined everyone. was like, what are we going to do now? We should, we should camp, rest, yes. Are we going to sleep here in the forest? Well, I mean, if we pitch next to a giant troll corpse maybe people will be a bit wary of us right like let's pitch it up on a stake or something like a get out sign it hasn't been that long it used to make it's probably about two o'clock in the afternoon maybe i i walk over to the troll corpse and i sort of start hefting it onto some kind of a stake so it sits up a little bit it's in tattered withered pieces it like falls apart in your hands even if I'm just sticking a head on a spike yeah you managed to pick up the head yeah sweet I want to stick that on a spike and a big big skin (laughs) flap like falls off it and like smothers your hand like gross but I I I go I go I go Spratty you want to help with something instead of just flitting around like a pansy I find that offensive come here for a second (laughs) and then zips in and I I grab hold of him I wipe my hand on him and then I let him this is gross and then I let him go. Why did I fall for that? You're definitely getting pixie dicked. <laughs> you're not sleeping in my tent tonight. And then he flies up, 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 up beyond the canopy. Cool. And I pitch my tent and I'm like, I'm naked. I'm going to sleep. He flies back Therefore down. circles the camp, muttering, obviously still aggravated. Um, Spritey flies back down and says, oh, There's 
pinpoints the, the direction you were going. Fine. Marlene packs back up her tent and she she writes on a piece of board and she sort of sticks it onto the stake and it was like Marley Craft Wars here. <laughs> with a Z. Yeah. yeah, I hope it was with a Z. <laughs> and she's drawn that like and then, that and high then, school S. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was but just I've, gonna say, Brad, you're in I've my al- head. Get out of it. Yeah, I've also signed it with like an apple, you know, oh, like yeah. just on the end. It's just, just an apple, and then squat it over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's then good. It it's gold. It looks amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so you guys head uh, down the road um, uh, for a few hours, and uh, you do eventually get out of the forest, and you can see that it is now uh, late late afternoon. And uh, there is a village there, and there are a few people who notice you sort of emerging from the forest. Uh, they see that Banfor is like a bit bloodied, uh, and that all of you have weapons and things. And and uh, a woman rushes up to you, and she says, "Oh, um, th- thank goodness you're here. You're adventurers, correct?" Uh, Banfor says, "Get fucked." Uh, Pushes oh. her away and keeps walking. Oh, oh, and yeah, she like at a distance, just kind of watches you walk away and she says but we we need help there's a troll in the woods that, that's been it's been harming the animals and it's been taking villages ah uh, we know therefore you- calls back ask that little fuck about it and keeps walking Fadan's gonna wander up to this person and uh, sort of extend a hand to shake shake hands and do an introduction and say oh um the uh, the, the people I'm with attacked the troll and we killed it you killed the troll you mu- How? The, the, we thought the troll was unstoppable. Uh, sorry, my name's Cherie, and she shakes your hand. Uh, good, good day, Cherie. Uh, th- thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> good day, Cherie. Uh, please uh, g- gather your group. Where are you from, Montjuica? <laughs> oh, chair. Oh, chairs, mate. Um, please uh, gather your group. Wait right here. Um, uh, the mayor. He'll he'll need to know about. The, he can reward you. Um, we've been waiting for someone to kill the troll. Uh, Bearful calls back. Roared him, he fucking killed it. Is that true? Are you the one who. Are you the leader of this group? Fadana's going to sort of uh, look look kind of a, a little confused and upset, and then and then say, um, no, no, um, I, I just met these these people. I think I think Mali is is the, the leader of this team. Yeah, no, totally. That makes the, the, the all woman, the sense. The woman waves at uh, a dwarf man who's kind of nearby. And she goes, uh, "Pico, Pico, quick, come here! Uh, these these heroes—they just—they killed the troll." And the dwarf man's like, "What? How? How did you kill?" And then he like very gruff, like grabs both. He grabs your hand with both of his hands, gives you this really strong, robust shake, like shakes your whole body. So, like, oh, thank you very much for for, for killing the troll. The, the forest hasn't been safe for days. We can't. Uh, we've all lived in fear. Thank you. Uh, come with us. Come with us. We'll, we'll introduce you to the mayor, and he can he can give you a reward shortly. Excellent. Absolutely. Fadana's going to go along with us. No, he's not gonna like brag too much about it because he's feeling upset that uh, that Bamfor was unhappy that he participated. Yeah, so uh, Marley and um, Fadan and uh, Spritey are all are following these two villagers, and uh, a little orc kid runs alongside and starts playing with the beads on Fadan's um, staff. Uh, whereas Trestlespoon is following Bamfor. Yeah, you know, it's about time we got noticed for some stuff. 
Does this does this happen to you guys a lot? Well, I mean, the Apple Squad have been doing some serious good works, but we just have not been getting the recognition we deserve. Therefore, uh, to Trestlespoon is harping on about the fact that he he was there, he was close, he was fucking hacking away. You'll get this him. thing slashed him in the fucking head, and what 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 happens? Some nobody. Someone who hasn't been to the dungeon, who hasn't seen the city, comes along and out of nowhere just kills it. Just kills it. I don't want nothing of that body. I haven't killed that. I wanted those teeth. I wanted those hands. But I didn't kill that. So what am I going to do? I just sit there. What are the mice going to say? He climbs up on your body and he sits on your shoulders. Um, and says, uh, you'll get, you'll get By the way, the, the mice have constructed a perch with a backrest for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just giving you like little motivation, little, um, whereas you can do it, you know, you're still my hero, sort of thing. There's plenty of hands out there, Banfo. Okay, so Marley's talking to the village. Because we're gonna fight some fire giants. I'd like to see that guy try and kill some fire giants. Banfo says, I know, mate, I know, I know. Imagine carrying what? a fire giant hand around. I know, I, I, look, I've, I've overreacted and I know that, but how, how do you go back, you know? I've overreacted and I've turned them against me and they hate me now, so how, how, how do you, I can't go back? Trestle points at some villagers who are standing gaping, uh, just not gaping. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just sitting like a goatsy at you. They are standing, gape-mouthed and gawking. Oh. <laughs> oh, not better. And you, uh, and Trestle says, I think these people think we're heroes. Maybe, maybe that can be useful. Oh, where's... Trestle uh, oh, throws yeah. down his axe sword and just says, fuck heroes. Fuck that. I'm tired. And sits down. Okay, and he sits down with you. Uh, the other three, you guys get led into uh, a small uh, house. And there is a, a human man sitting in a chair, he's quite old, and he just sits up and says, What's the meaning of this? Sheree, Pico, what, what are you doing here? Um, and Sheree says, These these heroes, they killed the troll. And the, man, the old man stands up out of his chair very quickly. He says, You, you killed the troll? Uh, please, take a seat. And he gestures to a table. And then he um, goes over to another part of the room and he rustles around like with some things and then brings over a sack and he puts it on the table in front of him and says uh, please take this as a reward uh, excellent excellent um, we're the apple squatter by the way apple squatter uh, we'll do our best to remember that absolutely we're, we're doing good works all over Ryzen well you've certainly done good work here w- welcome to Sorm thanks um, so what is Sorm tell me about Sorm uh, Sorm it's, it's a small village um, as you've seen uh, on the on the edge of the woods, um, uh, it's sort of the major waypoint between um, the centre of the kingdom and Stonewall. Uh, so we get a lot of people coming through, uh, but not in the last few days since the troll. Um, but that's going to change, uh, thanks to you. Great, excellent. Uh, what do you know about Stonewall? We we got told by some, you know, some friendly Arkvale soldiers that it's the tourism spot, it's the town destination. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, as you know, it's our capital uh, of the kingdom, and uh, it's got a thriving uh, gladiatorial arena. It's uh, a lot of uh, money in, in blood sport in, this, in the capital. Is that, is that since Arkvale? Uh... Oh, no, it's one of our oldest traditions. Uh, we, we 
we Brugians, we we uh, we welcome and sort of worship, I suppose, um, uh, Bessel. Uh, are you are new to the kingdom? I take it. Yeah, I mean, traveling all around Eisen, and this is definitely the first time I've been over this side. Well, welcome, welcome to the kingdom. Well, welcome to Arkvale, I, I suppose. And he looks like he's got a bad taste in his mouth saying that. Hmm. Fidan matches the same sort of bad taste look on his face. Not a, not a, not a, not a fan? No, not, not really. Would you care for something to drink? Uh, sure. What are we talking? He goes off and, and he, he brings back for the three of you three bottles that are very familiar to you, Marley. Oh my god. They have a uh, sticker on them. Uh, they say the word Kraft with a big picture of your father holding an apple. I steal all of them. Like, I, sna- so, like, I snatch. Clink, 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 clink. Do you know what I mean? Like, I actually snatch. There's three bottles of craft cider. He says, oh, uh, you're familiar with craft cider? Are you a fan? Uh, my name's Marley Craft, and I'm super emotional right now. He says, oh, uh, and, and that take all the time you need, I suppose. Uh, this is the first time oh. I've seen my father in years. He says, I'll get a few more bottles then, few friends. How many do you have? I have a collection of about a hundred. Um, How long have you had them? Many years, but this is quite a celebration. Uh, uh, Molly's just kind of freaking out. Like, she really wants to crack one, but at the same time, she just wants to, like, hug them. Because it's just been so long. I mean, I need to roll to figure out if that cider has gone terribly, terribly bad. Uh, yeah, you can roll, I guess. Um, I mean, Tiffany is more alcoholic, so I'll rig it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Banfor and Trestle Spoon, um, a a human woman comes out towards you um, where you're sitting by the edge of the road, and she also hands you each a bottle of craft cider. I'm I'm full on, like, crying, but happy crying. And I'm like, guys, guys, this is my family's cider. This is what I keep talking about all the time. Banfor, I'm thinking... Tosses the side of Trestle Spoon, runs his fingers through his hair in his seated position, um, and just lays his head between his knees in despondency. Trestle's like, oh, turning down alcohol, you really are. Um, Fidan's going to pull a very small bottle of spirits out from one of his pouches and wander over and sort of carefully prefer it to Banfort. Therefore, um, looks at it, sniffs it, looks up at Fadan, and, and sees what he's doing, you know, sees that he's a good man, uh, and, and knows what it meant to Banfor to get the kill, to do that thing. And he takes more than a hearty swig, you know, like drains a decent proportion of it, hands it back, and just sort of, through the acceptance of the gift, tells him that it's going to be okay. But he still has to keep his his peace. Fidan's going to sort of carefully back away, this time, unlike with the troll, facing Banfor for the first couple of steps, and then um, sort of generally participate in the stuff that's going on with the Marion. And I, I walk over and I'm like, Banfor, I'd really, I'd really like you to have a bottle and taste what my family made. Well, I mean, it's not going to be as good as it when it was fresh, but it would mean a lot to me for you to join me in a bottle. Uh, for obviously numb. Just his deportment shows that he's not emotionally connecting. He's just sort of in that robotic stage of depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stands, uncorks it with his mouth, takes a swig, compliments it, tells you that he's happy that you've had a connection with your family finally, 
and then sits back down. Yeah. And I, I, I obviously Trissel Spoon's got one, so I crack mine like clink. Yeah. Trissel clinks with you and he says, Apple squatted! Apple squatted! <laughs> and I, I, I drink. And it's not like I remember because it's old. And uh, bring us home, Alex. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah! That's lovely. I love it. It's great. Where did that troll come from a few days ago? Is there something strange going on in the Brugian wood? What does craft cider taste like? Keep listening to The Fate of Ison to find out. Smiley face emoji. Okay, thanks for listening, everyone. And don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Fate of Ison, or drop us an email, fateofison at gmail.com. We love hearing from you.